We're talking tonight about continuing on the power of don't. And tonight we're looking at <clears throat> do not let your heart be troubled. This is something that I would say every single one of us in the church tonight, every single one of us go through, go, goes through experiences that are painful, that are hurtful, and sometimes our heart are bleeding to whatever circumstances, through bereavement or, or uh, sickness or um, something happens in our life that, that, that causes us a lot of problems. I would say every single one of us, without fear of contradiction, goes through that at some time. And the Lord Jesus and the disciples were no different from you and I. They all went through t- tremendous times of heartache and pain. And I'm just going to look going to look at John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Now what I want, I want, I want to say first of all is this. John the disciple, the apostle John wrote, wrote this book. He wrote the book of John. But whenever he wrote this it was the words of the Lord Jesus speaking. So it was the Lord Jesus who said these things. I want you to put that in your mind and in your heart tonight. These words are from the words are from the, the words of the Lord Jesus. Let's just burn a word of prayer before we, 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 we commence. Lord, we just thank you for the lovely time of worship and praise we've had tonight. We thank you for the girls who have led us before the throne and, and just been so lovely in worship and praise. We thank you for that. And Lord, as we turn to your word, we pray, O oh God, that you would bless your word, that you would anoint your word. And Lord, we pray for every individual in the house tonight, especially those who are going through difficult times, those who are going through hurting hearts. Lord, we just pray you would bless your word, you would anoint your word, and above all, we pray the name of Jesus would be lifted up and glorified. Thank you, Lord. Amen. John chapter 14, verse 1 to 7. Do not let your hearts be troubled. This is Jesus speaking. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He speaks the truth. The Lord Jesus never, never, never has, never will, and never can tell lies. And here he says to the disciples, I'm going to go away, I'm going to leave you. But don't let your heart be troubled. We're living in troubled times. You don't need me to tell you that. You switch on the TV, you see what's happening. All over the world there's wars, there's rumors of wars, there's fires happening in Greece and um, the, 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 the climate of the world is changing. And the, it seems as if the world is in chaos. 
But be under no, no delusion. The world is not in chaos. God is in control of this world. He holds this world in the palm of his hands. He created this world and he loves this world. And he is in control. And so it is with your life and my life. As believers, we can look to the return of Christ. Jesus is coming. We sang about it tonight. There will be a day when we stand before him face to face. I hope tonight, if the Lord comes back or the Lord calls you, that you will be ready to meet him. Because there's only one way. We read it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. He's the only way to heaven. And you need him as your Lord and your Savior. Trouble just seems to be part of life. We're troubled by big things. We're troubled by little things. But Jesus tells us not to let our hearts be troubled. And Jesus speaks to the disciples. I want you to understand this. The disciples didn't fully understand the plan that God had for, for the Lord Jesus. Jesus said he was going to go away. He told the disciples he was going to go to the cross. They didn't fully understand it. And here they were, the Lord said to them, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to leave you my peace. I'm going to give you my peace. And it wasn't a peace that was going to be in the future. He says, I leave with you my peace. And it means the peace of God is now. And God has given, his, given you and I his peace through the power of the Holy Spirit. Trouble, as I say, just seems to be um, part of everyday life. I want you to think about the disciples. They spent three and a half years with the Lord Jesus. They walked with him. They spoke with him. They, 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 they spent time with him 24-7. They knew all about him and they loved him. They saw the miracles that he did. And here Jesus was saying, I'm going to go away, I'm going to leave you, but don't, don't let your heart be troubled. I'm going to give you my peace. I want you to hear tonight, through the word of God, I want you to hear the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit speaking into your heart. Especially if you're going through some sort of turmoil. If you're going through some trial in your life. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit tonight. And he says, peace. Receive the peace of God. The disciples, when Jesus said they were leaving, they must have been absolutely in turmoil. Jesus is leaving. What are we going to do when he goes? I'm sure their heads were turned. I'm sure they didn't know what to do. And the things that would happen just after this, shortly after this, Jesus and the disciples were in the garden. They were praying. And Judas' chariot comes along. Now Jesus had told the disciples in the upper room that someone, someone of them would betray him. And they all said, Lord, is it I? Is it I? They did not know who was going to betray him. Jesus knew. And so in the garden, the, the, the disciples came, and here was Judas Iscariot. Now Judas, <coughs> Judas Iscariot was one of the twelve. He must have been a very trusted one of the twelve because he was the treasurer. He looked after the purse. He looked after the money that the disciples had. He was a very trusted one of the twelve disciples. And Jesus comes into the scene, or sorry, Judas comes into the scene. He walks over to Jesus and he kisses Jesus. Now, whenever we kiss someone, 
It's always a sign of affection or a sign of love. And you can just picture Judas coming over. Maybe he put his arm around Jesus and give him a kiss in the cheek. But they didn't realize, figuratively speaking, not in reality, but figuratively speaking, the one arm was round him and the other arm had a dagger in his, in his hand to go into the back of Jesus. It was a kiss of betrayal. And the disciples saw this. And how they must have felt. Judas, Judas uh, he's, he's betrayed the Lord Jesus. We trusted him. He was one of us. He looked after the, he looked after the treasury. He was a trusted one of the, but he betrayed and of course, we know what happened. Whenever Jesus was arrested, the disciples fled. They were in fear because of what had happened. And they, they themselves denied the Lord. Peter denied the Lord. Every one of them fled in fear. You see, they didn't remember what Jesus said. Let not your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. They forgot about that. And they ran in fear. But there's something that they didn't have then that you and I have tonight. And we'll look at that. There are four ways. Do not let your heart be troubled. There are four ways I want to try and help us tonight when we're going through a situation. Rely on the Holy Spirit to teach you peace when your heart is troubled. In John 14, Jesus told the disciples he would believe in them. And they frantically tried to figure out what, where, why, what was happening. Their heads were in a, a turmoil. The idea of Jesus leaving them, not being able to go with them, was enough to wreck them. And Jesus said, my peace I give you. This is the same promise that we have. You see, the disciples, they ran in fear. They were afraid of what happened to Jesus because they thought the same thing's going to happen to us. But something happened in the upper room. Jesus said, whenever I go away, I will send another comforter. I will send the Holy Spirit. And when those 120 disciples, 120 people were in the upper room and they were praising God, they were seeking God, the Spirit of God fell like cloven tongues of fire. And they began to praise God. They began to speak in tongues. And they began to worship God. And the fire and the boldness of the Holy Spirit entered into those disciples. And those disciples who were afraid of what happened to Jesus and ran away in fear. They were able to go into the city, into the town. And they began to preach to the very people who had arrested Jesus. The fire and the boldness and the strength of the Holy Spirit had entered into those disciples. Tonight, church... The fire of the Holy Spirit is here. The fire of the Holy Spirit is in, is, if you're a born again Christian, the Holy Spirit of God, that same Holy Spirit that gave those disciples holy boldness is dwelling within you. And the Lord said to you tonight, let my peace rule in your heart through the Holy Spirit. Rely on the Holy Spirit. To help, to help you have peace in your heart. Actively remind yourself not to be troubled. This is very, I know this is very difficult. Because there's times we go through in our life and things happen and our, our minds are in turmoil and we wonder, uh, is it ever going to end? 
But we need to actively remind ourselves what the Lord Jesus said. What did I say at the very beginning? The words of Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. Receive the peace of God tonight. In these moments, we need the truth of Jesus to fill our hearts and break through the fear and the trouble that we find ourselves in. We can actively remind ourselves of this truth by speaking it in our minds out loud. Stop and pray immediately and constantly. You know, one of the, the best ways that, that we can overcome a heartache or, or pain or whatever we go through is by getting before God and asking God the reason why. We'll see this in a wee minute. One of the healthiest ways we can, we can ease our troubled hearts is to pray. Prayer is simply a time we pour our hearts out to God. When you're going through a difficult time, when you're going through a heartache, when you're going through a, 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 a troubled time, simply get before God and pour your heart out to him. He knows all about it, but he wants you to tell him about it. He wants you to pour out your heart. He wants you to pray and seek his face. He already knows what you're thinking, but he wants you to lay your burdens at his feet. And to lay them at his feet, you actually have to share them with him. You might find yourself going back time and time again for prayer. That's a good thing. It doesn't matter how big or how small your worry, your problem is. Give it to the Lord in prayer. And I speak to your heart. I speak to you tonight. And I say, if you're going through a situation, tonight when you go home, spend a short time. You don't have to spend hours in prayer. Simply get alone with God and pour your heart out to him. Let the Lord know how you feel. Let you know, the Lord know how you're hurting, how, what's happening in your life. He wants you to share it. I love the idea about praying about something and then leave it at the feet of Jesus. Let the Lord um, deal, deal with the situation. Number four. Use scripture to remind you to trust in God's promises. God has given us amazing promises in his word. But we need to know the word of God. We need to know what is in the word of God. We believe the Bible is the, is the revealed word of God given to show us how to be like Christ. Then we should, if we believe that, we should use it often. We shouldn't know only the general truths of scripture such as God will take care of you. God will, will, will provide for you. We should actually know how he promises to do that. And it's through the word of God that our minds are renewed. That's why God called this people in Deuteronomy 11 verse 18. It says, for these words of mine, fix these words of mine in your hearts and in, and in your, your minds. They are, they are symbols of what you know and bind them in your heart and on your hands. Remember the word of God. Know, learn the word of God. The word of God is power. For that power to be active in our life, we actually have to know the word of God. Try memorizing a few verses. If you've never done that, try doing it. Memorize a few verses and speaking them out loud will help you in your times of trouble. On the evening before his death, Jesus spoke to his disciples. He told them that he was about to leave them. Naturally, they were, their hearts were filled with sorrow. Here's what Jesus said. John 16, 
But now I am going to him who sent me. None of you ask me where are you going. Brother, you are filled with grief. They were filled with grief because they have said these things. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, that's the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. What a phrase. It is good for you that I am going away. It's a lovely scripture we find in Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work of that we know that all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. All things. What does that mean? What does all things mean? It means all things. All things work together for good. So when we go through heartache and we go through trouble, we go through a situation in our lives, we need the really, and we talk, we've spoken about prayer, to seek God and see why. Why is the, are these things happening? I remember just before lockdown, went through a very bad experience in my life. Totally devastated me. And I was up praying one, one night, I was up seeking God, and I was, I must admit, I'm being honest, I was in absolute bits. Absolute bits. Couldn't understand why things had happened. And I was praying before God. And the Holy Spirit, that still small voice, spoke to my heart and said, Jackie, you see the way you're feeling tonight? There are many, many people in the church and outside the church who are feeling exactly the same. They're in bits. They're in, they're, their hearts are broken because of circumstances, because of situation. And I said, Lord, what can I do about that? And the Lord spoke in my heart and said, begin to write. Write, just write. And I took a pen and a piece of paper and I began to write. And I wrote and wrote and wrote. And then I looked at it and I went on to Google. Google is brilliant for getting things. I went on to Google and got these wee images. Put these, and, and then I put this wee manuscript thing together. I gave it to Valerie who worked her skill and, and we, produced, we produced a booklet. I've shared this before in the church, but maybe you haven't seen it. We produced this booklet. It's, it's called Jesus Christ, Our Lord and Savior, Healer of Hurting Hearts. And there's a lot of thoughts and ideas in it. And we've given this out different churches. A woman came to me a few weeks ago in a church and said, can I have a copy? Can I have another copy? I want to send this to my daughter in Australia who's going through a bad time. Somebody came in, and I say this to the glory of God. It was through a situation that happened in our lives that drove us to God. That We tried to find out why and God showed us why. And I could spend time and time again, you know, It's amazing to look back and see how God moves. Hindsight's a brilliant, brilliant thing, isn't it? And we, whenever we go through situations, we, look, we can look back and see how God was in it all. And I could go through different experiences and different things, how God brought things about and how God glorified his name through circumstances. I want to read this well-known well -known port. Um, it's a poem. Footprints in the sand. And maybe today, this is you. One night I dreamed a dream. 
As I was walking along the beach with my Lord across the dark, uh, the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that many times along the path of my, of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me. So I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, that you would walk beside me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome time of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. When I needed you the most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you. I will never leave you. Never ever during your trials and testings when I saw you only when I, when you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. It was then that I carried you. Praise God. <coughs> Praise God. Do you ever get overcome by worry? Do you ever get anxious about the future? Do you ever worry about what's happening in your life? Does fear and does fear creep in and overtake your thoughts? Trust me, you're not alone. If you're human, you've been there. We can go from one to a hundred on the anxiety meter in seconds. Things can happen and our anxiety takes off. Events that have taken place so far and, and this, this year will make the most calm person on the planet begin to worry about what's next. There are three biblical principles to cure a troubled heart. Personal faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That's an amazing, amazing way to help a troubled heart. To trust in the one who loves you. To trust in the one who died for you. What did Jesus say? Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe in his son. Believe in him. And keep believing. Keep believing. To keep believing, to believe in someone is to rely on them and to trust them. In the case of God, we're encouraged to trust his ability and willingness to care for his own. Jesus says, trust in me. Believe in God and his son. This all begins with a relationship. By the way, I forgot to say, there's copies of this booklet out on the foyer. If anyone would like a copy tonight. Jesus says, trust in me. Believe in God and his son. This all begins with a relationship. A relationship with Christ. Accepting him as your Lord and your Savior. And here's a beautiful scripture to help those who are going through difficult times. Philippians 4, 6-7. Do not be anxious about anything. What does anything mean? It means anything. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, that which transcends all understanding, 
We're talking about peace. Jesus said, my peace I give you. And here the Apostle Paul writes to the church of Philip, and he said, the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. That's the, that's the peace that faith in Jesus brings. Praise God. Trusting in his promises that our eternal future is secure. John 14 verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may, you may be where I am. Jesus is coming back. And he's coming to take his people back with him. The, the promises of God, the eternal future in heaven. Thank God. Certainly, and that the way to heaven is found in Christ alone cures a troubled heart. Jesus, John 14, 6 and 7. Jesus answered, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I read that before. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Three ways that we can know peace with God. A relationship with God, trust with the Lord Jesus. Nothing brings peace to an anxious heart like knowing full well that you have peace with God. There is a beautiful scripture that God reminded me about just about four or five weeks ago. It's found in Jeremiah 18, verse 1 to 5. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house. And there I will give you a message, my message. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as it seemed best to him. And here's the, a wonderful scripture for us all. Then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, can I, not, can I not do with you, Israel, as this potter does, declares the Lord, like clay in the hand of the potter. So are you in my hand. The potter and the clay. This is a piece of potter's clay. I'll keep it in the bag because it is really messy. I was thinking about this and I thought to myself, I'll maybe put a table up here. Uh, maybe bring Valerie up, put her in a wee chair there, put that down, and I could do a public swizzy. <laughs> but she wasn't having it. Well, I'll tell you something. I've thought about that. But last night, our son, was, our son came over to us and whenever he left, I switched the TV on. And what film was on? Ghost. Patrick Swayze. The potter and the clay. Thought we wouldn't have it. But this is a piece of clay. And it's malleable. It's soft. It can be bent. It can be shaped. All sorts of shapes. I want you, I want you to use your imagination for a few minutes. This is what they call preacher's license. Imagine this piece of clay was able to think, was able to feel, was able to have feelings. This piece of clay. And remember the scripture. What, what does the scripture say? 
can I not, can I not do with you, Israel? Uh, this potter does like clay in the hand of the potter. So are you in my hand. That's what we're like in God's hand. The potter, and this piece of clay was sitting in the ground. And it was having a great time, having a wonderful time with all the rest of the pieces of clay in the ground. We family clays and friend clays and everything. And all of a sudden it begins to feel pain. It feels something digging into it. Here's the potter comes and he's a, a spade and he digs into that clay. And that piece of clay is lifted out of the ground. It's lifted out of the ground and it's taken away out of its comfort zone. Taken away from its family. Taken away from its friends. It doesn't know what's going on. And then this piece of clay is taken and it's slopped down on, hard onto a wheel. And then the potter and the clay doesn't know what's going on. It's confused. Why am I here? What, why, why, what's going on in my life? I don't understand this. Are you like that sometimes? Do you feel like that sometimes when you don't know what's going on in your life? And this piece of clay is slopped down onto the wheel. And the potter gets some water, pours the water onto it. And here's the, the clay being soaked in water. The, 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 the water begins to overflow on it. And all of a sudden that wheel begins to turn. And that wee piece of clay is spun round and round and its head is, is, is in a spin. It doesn't know what's happening. It doesn't understand what's going on. And then all of a sudden it feels pressure. It feels the potter begins to squeeze and begins to move. It begins to shape and it feels the pressure. And then the clay is taken out of off that wheel. And the potter goes over to the furnace. He opens that furnace door and the clay begins to feel a wee bit of heat. Here's the heat coming now. And the, the clay is put into that furnace. And the clay is, is baked in that furnace. The clay feels the heat. And first of all, it feels that being, being separated from its friends. It feels that being slopped down, water poured on it, being spun around, its head spinning around, and the pressure of, of, of the, and that feels the heat. And after a while, the furnace door opens. And the potter comes and it takes the clay out of that furnace. And it set, he sets the clay down on the bench. And maybe on that bench there's a mirror. And the clay looks and it sees a beautiful pot. A beautiful thing on that, in the, looking at, back on that mirror. And the clay would say, who's this? What's this? And then he realized, that's me. Everything the potter has done was to make a beautiful pot like this. Are you here tonight and maybe you feel as if you're alone? Just like a piece of clay taken away from its out of the ground. Do you feel sometimes that your head's in a word, your head's spinning round? Do you feel sometimes the pressure, the pressure that of life? Do you feel the heat burning on you? Listen, as clay is in the hands of the potter, so are you in the hands of God. God is doing something in your life and in my life. And when we, when we feel the pressure, when we feel the pain, when we feel the heartache, God is doing something amazing. 
And someday we will stand and we will see the beautiful thing that God is doing in your life and my life. Because, do you know why? Because he loves you. And these things that come into our life, we don't understand at times what's happening. I remember thinking about that a few weeks ago. And then something, something happened a lot of weeks ago. And I thought, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. And I feel the pain again. But you know what came into my heart? The potter began to move. I said, Lord, that's not, that's not the pain. This is you working in my life. This is the pressure of you molding me, shaping me, doing what you want with me. God is God, God has every one of us in his hands. And he is molding you, he's shaping you. He's doing a wonderful thing in your life. You mightn't see it, you mightn't understand it now. But trust in the Lord. Believe that he is the son of God. When Jesus said, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Jesus said, let, my, let your heart be peaceful. Let not your heart be troubled. That's what he's saying to you tonight. Remember the potter and the clay. When you feel, whenever you feel the pressure again, when you feel the heat of the furnace, remember the potter and the clay and the Lord's working in your life. Maybe you're here tonight and you don't know anything about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You have an opportunity tonight to accept him. You have an opportunity tonight to come before the Lord and, and, and just give him your all. And maybe you are going through, 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 through turmoil in your life. Maybe you are going through pressure. You're feeling that. Tonight, give it to him. Give him all your cares. Give him all your worries. Give him all your concerns. Be, the word of God says, be anxious for nothing but by prayer and supplication. Put your trust in God. Praise God. Let's just pray. Our Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We'll pray you would bless your word to us. We'll pray for those who are going through difficult times. We'll thank the Lord you've told us to not let our hearts be troubled. Because you are in control of every situation. That you are sovereign God. You're sovereign Lord of our lives. And we praise you for that. We'll pray for those who are going through trouble. They may find peace in your heart. You will bless them. And Lord you will give them the victory in Jesus name. Amen.